0: All of literature is one of two stories: a man goes on a journey, or a stranger comes to town. Leo Tolstoy. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks, and I am your host Ramiya Amudhan. The weekly quote picked by Amir Khan, who is joining us later on today, is from the book. Thank you for listening. It is one of the book recommendations for the Amer Evening Book Club and the one that didn't make the cut for the Kelly and Romeo Book Club. But anyway, this quote, uh, sorry, the book is by Julia Whalen, And is it an oversimplification or an actual truth? So of course, at first, listened to this quote, I was like, that's funny. And then I started to think about it and went, huh actually that makes a lot of sense you know stories and formulas right creating an outline creating uh, this this is where it starts this is where it goes that this is how you end up there this ease of kind of not having to make a decision on how to formula your story your book how to outline it how to uh, make something work is that of following Somebody else who's already done it, and and we're talking years and centuries of people who've done it. Protecting the journey of the story even is kind of a cool concept, right? That you don't have to start from scratch and that you enjoy that you're bringing this back to the table, something that somebody else has already brought. And as I said, place to start, play to end, and how we get there is the process. Let's take a look at the CELA homepage. This is the Center for Equitable Library Access, and we get there by visiting celalibrary.ca. And on that site is a catalog of thousands and hundreds of thousands of audiobooks and daisy options for books. And on the homepage, we have the featured titles, three featured titles that have been up there now for, uh, I'd say, the month of May. Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers by Jesse Q. Sutento. Mysteries and Crime Stories. And this is something that Teresa from the Center for Equitable Library Access had read and recommended. So that's one. The second one is The Climate Book by Greta Thunberg. And this is, of course, about the environment. The last one up there is The White Lady by Jacqueline Winspire. This is a historical fiction, so check out these featured titles. But of course, you can expand beyond that on SELA and uh, search for your favorite listens or recommendations by categories, by title and author searches, and then they have some award winners and things like that as well. Check out their blog also because there's lots to get inspired by from reading there. Nasreen, we're coming over to you now for some, what, summer listen ideas? From romance to thrillers to memoirs,
1: Country Living uh, posted a list of 27 new audiobooks to listen to this summer. And uh, I'm not going to list, obviously, 27 of them, but I want to highlight some of the audiobooks that is making it on this list. Number one, the making of another major motion picture masterpiece, a novel by Tom Hanks very popular one. The second one is Queen Charlotte uh, by Julia Quinn and Shonda Rhimes. And another one is Hello Beautiful. I heard this one is really good. Hello Beautiful by Dear Edward. And another one, the fourth is Happy Place by Emily Henry. And the fifth is In the Lives of Puppets uh, by TJ Klune. So, I want to know what your genre go to for the summer is.
0: Oh, usually romance and usually light romance. Very funny, nothing serious. We want to get that summer vibe uh, in with some laughs and lightheartedness. So, I tend to go towards romance always. You? I go for romance. I feel like romance is
1: always my go to. Mm. It's easy, it's a light read uh i'm not much of a thriller person so it's either comedy or romance regardless and now you have 27 more books to add to the yeah, yeah. reading yeah i want to read the tom hanks one
0: yeah yeah well hello beautiful is the kelly and Romeo book club for me so we're in the midst of reading that give you a review on that after
1: yeah yeah let's give let's give each other a review because tom hanks is one of my favorite actors i just oh, want to highlight yeah. that so okay Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a great one. Mm -hmm. Can't wait.
0: Mm -hmm. Can't wait either. And can't wait to have our conversation with Amir Khan in a second. He's got some classic literature and some romance to talk about. This is AMI Audiobook Review. You're listening to AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks and we're moving into the conversation with Amir Khan. Um... Amir is an audiobook worm, and he joins us at the end of each month, and he shares his three reading highs and lows we get into authors and the books that Amir has read. Now, sometimes he reads a gazillion books, and we have to pick three, and other times he says he didn't read as much. Now, what does as much mean for you, Amir?
2: Uh, It means I probably didn't get through three, or I didn't get through three that I can actually talk about. So, Uh,
0: (laughs) Those are two different things. So you went Maybe. through 10, but you can't talk about any but two and a half. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. exactly. Okay. All right. Well, let's start plugging away at these month's highlights or this month's highlights. Uh, where do you want to start? Thank you for listening. This is one of the book club choices of your uh, book club.
2: Yes. Uh, for Armour's Evening Book Club, this was voted on a couple of months ago. It came a close second to another book. So we just did both of them in a row. Thank You for Listening is written by Julia Whelan. Uh, who narrated this book as well? So she's a writer and a narrator, uh, which I always think is cool. And the book is actually about an audio narrator uh, who's sort of jaded a little bit for, uh, about love, and uh, is, is sort of looking at life in different ways. So it's an interesting book because it's put in, in it's put together in, in a couple of different ways. The book starts with a quote which which was um, which which you uh, read out and. Every chapter starts with a few quotes, whether it's from Leo Tolstoy or June French. The book seems mm. to be a tribute to June French, who is, who is a romance writer. Um, and she has all sorts of really interesting quotes uh, that every chapter sort of starts with. And the book sort of starts off as a sort of standard rom-com, very tongue-in-cheek, just like the quote from, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're sort of laughing. And then it, it sort of morphs into something a lot more serious, um, which is, which is nice. Um, it's something unexpected and it, it sort of flows naturally into that into that space. Um, we learned that the main character has an eye patch and we don't know why and that's revealed <laughs> later. Um, and then we, we realize that the the, uh, the main character is also struggling with her own sort of identity and, and how to live her life and, and how she perceives herself as well as how others perceive her. Um, so again, this book is not for for the faint of heart, if you if you blush a little bit too easily, this book is probably not for you. No. Um, so it it is there are uh, quite um, quite a lot of of, of scenes and, and humor which uh, you know are, are a little bit past the line in, in my view from from PG thirteen sort of uh, parlance. So,
0: did this book captivate you right away, or did you have to ease into yes. it?
2: Yes. uh, I I dared some of my friends to read 10 minutes of it and put it down.
0: Yeah, I was one of those Uh, friends.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think people took me a little bit too seriously and didn't pick it up. But uh, (laughs) definitely it it, it captures your attention very quickly and then it sort of starts to mellow out towards the end. There's a bit of drama, um, but it's all justified. You don't get a sense of that it's not real. Um, there, there's a lot of the book that that really gets into you know how you think and how you perceive the world and and how the main characters do the same. Um, there's obviously a lot of rom com elements in terms of coincidences and the author does a good job of sort of calling those out and making fun of them while she's writing about it and putting it together. So mm. <laughs> it's, it, it's not a lot to di- you know to dissect and and to take apart and review, but um, there, there are layers to the book which which make it enjoyable in my in my view. Name really looking forward to doing the discussion with the uh, Amr's Evening Book Club uh, this upcoming Tuesday.
0: It's interesting when you say uh, the book mellows out as it goes along, because sometimes that means it gets boring. That's not the case for this though, right?
2: No, I mean, you know, especially with romance books, you get sort of different different ways they, they unfold. Um, the first Alicia Rye book I read went straight romance in the first couple of pages and it was sort of shock and awe and everything else after that was was more reasonable um this one starts off like i said a lot more tongue-in-cheek and humorous then mellows out to more serious serious topics um but you do get a sense that the book is going somewhere and crescendoing towards towards a conclusion um which is something you want um in a book right i mean you don't want to be in in a spot where you're like i don't know where this is going and i still don't know where it's going right persist.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it seems like a, a reasonable book to check out, especially if you're interested in getting into something right away. Uh, and also I think that this genre lends itself to more people wanting to try it than not. Would you say that's
2: yeah. all right? Yes. And, and I think it's a topic that hasn't been overly done either. I mean, oh, okay. the book is about an audio narrator. So you get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain in terms of what it takes to be an audio narrator and how that process sort of looks and what that industry is sort of like. Um, so that, that I found an interesting sort of backdrop to this, to this whole story that, you know, you, you get to see, uh, for those of us who love audiobooks, a little bit, you know, behind, behind the scenes.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even um, think about that aspect of it, just something kind of feeling insightful
2: from that angle insightful and for the for armor's evening book club we did uh, stephen king's misery not too long ago yes yep um and the interesting part is that that book is about an author who is captured by one of his fans Mm -hmm. and then to read this book about an author who's audio you know narrating their own book is is sort of interesting to, to continue on that theme
0: on that thread exactly all right so that's one that we can check out what's an what's the second one um that you checked out
2: so I sort of called this the session of mine uh, "unexpected romance" because until I put put the three and picked the three books for for this session, I didn't realize that they were all romance novels. <laughs> so okay. I, I sort of looked, sure you didn't you know, like, unconsciously maybe not unconsciously. Like thank you for listening. It says it's a romance, <laughs> but when I start reading, I'm like, I don't know, is it? Okay. Um, and it's, and <laughs> look it's at these of, titles. Oh, of
0: course, this is romance. <laughs> Come on. I, Thank you for listening. I don't know. That's, okay, not that, this, not that one. Not that one. The second one for sure. To
2: me. Second one for sure, which is um, That Perfect Someone. Um, and this one I think I came across because I was looking at the Colleen Hoover list. And it just happened ah. to have a similar title. And, and I'm like, okay, let's try it. This but this book. one's Joanna Lindsay. Joanna Lindsay is the author. Um, she tends to have romance sort of all over the place, but um, mostly in historical fiction. Uh, she also has a sci-fi series and, and a couple of other things. Um, she is definitely not a PG-13 author. Um, she tends to write uh, with some male domineering qualities in her books, for the most part. Um, and this is something I found in other romance books, uh, and, and it doesn't—it doesn't hold true that it's from male authors. It can be male or female authors, but this, this sort of thread of, of male domineering, which I'm not sure I understand. Um, I, I don't think it does anybody any favors on on the male or female um, side of the spectrum, but um, just a a fair warning that uh, her writing does tend to be um, on that sort of slant. Uh, This book, not so much. Uh, This one is a little bit more even um, in in terms of of that aspect, but it's a historical fiction book. Um, The premise is is sort of standard rom-com, which is hilarious. Um, The book starts off with, you know, a, young woman who uh, was actually betrothed to someone to be married from birth um, but she's you know all of 18 or 19 or, or whatever the age is in, in Victorian times where she's supposed to be married and she's just um, uh, thought about having the man declared dead because nobody has seen him in uh, whatever 10 years when she runs into him at a meta ball in London mm. um, and she doesn't know who he is until she gets up close and realizes this is the guy that she was promise to marry so most of the rest of the book is both of them trying to figure out how not to marry each other because neither can stand (laughs) each other (laughs) even since when they were a kid so it's it's not your standard oh you know i I was on chapter three i'm like oh they met each other okay now they're gonna fall in love but what's the rest of the book i don't understand Mm. and they're like oh no they're trying to figure out how not to get married hot Um, twist so, yeah, definite plot twist and uh, definitely something more original than than, um, than what you see commonly. So that's why I picked this one. If you're into historical romance, if you're not squeamish about romance novels, um, this is probably something you can check out. Uh, on the same level as Sapphire, which is a book I, uh, I talked about the last time I was on the show as mm.
0: well. Okay. Um, no spoilers, I guess, but... Uh... Actually, no, another question. A historical part of the historical romance. Can we get into that?
2: Yeah, I mean, this book is set in Victorian times. Uh, I think a lot of romance authors like like that aspect in terms of, you know, horse-drawn carriages and sort of the romance of the era, uh, so to speak, in terms of the, the setting. So um, there are descriptions uh, of, of that and, and, and how life is, is like and what is expected. Um, you have certain, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, rich people sort of things going on. And, and I think a lot of authors really enjoy embellishing that. Uh, and it's definitely done here where, you know, this young mm-hmm. lady has inherited a fortune from her father, but and she's been running the business, but she can't do that long term because, again, it wasn't allowed or whatever at that time. Um, so she, she needs to either find a husband or do something else. So,
0: But the man, is he also experiencing uh, wealth? He or is that part of too much spoilers? Is,
2: has a, no, I mean I. I think suffice it to say that he has he has daddy issues, uh, so okay. uh, he does not get along with his father at all, um, which is part of the reason why he's been away for so long. So he has a different sort of uh, issue of 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 what's going on in his life and how he's trying to deal with it.
0: I guess this is kind of like the opposite of the Romeo and Juliet effect, right? Where it, it's you were written in the stars uh, or <laughs> meant to be plopped together uh, and then they're like, oh, no, that's not going to work out.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah, and, and a lot of this is about, you know, they didn't like each other from the start and there's different reasons why, but neither of them were aware of the other's reasons. Mm-hmm. So, so it, the book does a good job of sort of Leading the reader on in terms of bringing those to light slowly uh, throughout the, the storyline.
0: Was a lot of comedy used throughout the book? No. Oh, interesting. This book
2: uh, does have comedy, but uh, nowhere near something like "Thank You for Listening." Mm. Um, it, it's much more of a romance book um, than than, than, a, than a comedic one.
0: The reason why I ask is just thinking—you know—two people who are trying their hardest not to to be together it sounds like yeah. a great place for comedy.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, those types of scenes were hilarious where, you know, they suddenly realize that they're <laughs> who each other is and, you know, sort of break apart and be like, oh, it's you.
0: What? Oh, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, not I'm, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, OK, well, that's a good one. So kind of going from historical romance to an absolute classic. This is not the first time you picked up this book, is it? The one we're going to talk about.
2: No. Pride and Prejudice is an absolute classic Mm -hmm. uh, by Jane Austen. Um, I'm sort of taking a chance here because I know it's very near and dear to a lot of people. That's
0: all right. Um, Be real with us.
2: (laughs) There's been (laughs) countless movies, remakes, plays, you name it, it's been done. Um, Whether it's Bollywood, Hollywood, or other um, uh, nationalities uh, have have taken on on these themes. I mean... it's a classic because, again, it's, it's from the 1800s, so you have these historical romances like like we were just talking about um, by Johanna Stork, or Johanna uh, Lindsay, I should say, and you have this one, which was actually written in that time period of, of sort of Victorian England. Um, this is not for, you know, this is a book that you have to be able to tolerate pretentiousness. I mean, the name of the game in this in this book is, is a lot about pretentiousness. I mean, you have this whole sort of theatrical lifestyle of saying not what you mean, but slighting people passive aggressively throughout the entire novel. Mm-hmm. Um, the book centers around a family with five uh, daughters, and all of them are eligible to be married, um, or most of them are, I should say. And the story and the first part of it sort of begins with the first two having prospects, and you have this sort of high-strung mother figure whose only mission in life is to get <laughs> her daughters married. <laughs> you have the complete polar opposite of a father who is extremely well-read, um, has no tolerance for you know politics or drama or anything like that, but is also incapable of instructing anyone of anything. Um, so I'm about halfway through right now, which is sort of hilarious because this is about as far as I got the last time I attempted this Oh, book.
0: I thought you hadn't made it this far before.
2: Uh, I'm 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 quite a bit past, but yeah, in terms of the the actual book, I'm about the same place. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um, but this
0: time you're actually enjoying it.
2: The the first half I enjoyed. Um, I I think the storyline is flagging a bit now. Um, again, this is a classic from 1800, so. Attention spans, I guess, were a little bit longer then. <laughs> um, they didn't have TikTok so to worry about. They Didn't have TikTok to worry about, and I think people just expect things to happen. Whereas, uh, in the sort of where the middle part where I'm at right now, they've moved from one location to the other, but in terms of advancing the storyline, not much has happened. Right. Um, so, I, I'm being assured that it is a setup for something more profound, and. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe people anymore, but we'll see. I don't
0: know. I don't know about Profound. I will tell you also that I have not read Pride and Prejudice. I picked it up. I thought mm, this is taking a while. We're just getting to know people still, and that was a that was a while of that. So uh, anyways, I might pick it up now that you enjoyed it, because you and I both had the discussion of, how are we ever going to read Pride and Prejudice and actually take it in um, after attempting to already? But I think, does it give you an appreciation for the writer for the the appreciation definitely, of that timeline of a book? What
2: it's it's definitely cleverly written. Okay. I mean, there there's certain passages. I think the first, uh, in the first couple of pages of the book, there's a description of the father, and it is just so dead on accurate. Mm. You're just like, oh, in two lines, you basically summed up this guy's entire character for the entire book. Mm. Um, so definitely quality writing, you do need to be patient with it. Um, It's something I first attempted in school, but it was never really discussed to any length. I think we spent like one session on it um, in class or one class on it. And I think it needs more. I I think there's more to this book to be be dissected. And I think you can enjoy it more if you're reading it with people that understand uh, what makes this book great. And I mean, Jane Austen, She's just an
0: incredible writer, studied all over the place forever because of her writing. So this is not a surprise. Um, But I think it's more, you know, the question I ask myself is, how are young people going to pick up something so classic? It's like asking people if they've read Gone with the Wind.
2: Most people are like, no, and I will not. And I think the answer is in chunks. I think this is not a Mm. book that you want to read all the way through continuously for four days or five days uh, which is usually my style as you know Um, so you know I think it is one of those books where you can read sort of part one and then come back and read part two and come back and read part three almost like watching a a show on Netflix but not binging it you know
0: yeah but I think the challenge is because it's written a while back, you have the language, you have the attention span that you talked about. So even if you're reading it in yeah. bits and pieces, you still have to consider, you know, how long are we going to stick in?
2: To how this? long is stick and, and it requires paying attention. Oh, uh, yeah. The writing is not Full so attention. much the old English, but it's done so well that you know if you're not paying attention, you'll miss what she's actually trying to say. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, Jane Austen, so that's you know, if you blink in, in, in some of the passages where, you know, I just, attention wandered somewhere and I'm like, wait, how did that happen? How did we, <laughs> <laughs> got to go back and read again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So um out of the three books that we discussed, did you feel a sense of flow between the reads this month or were you just picking up whatever you could aside from the book club picks, obviously?
2: Uh, I I think it was just, picking up whatever was was there um i I didn't consciously look at look at these books um i've been wanting to pick up a classic for quite some time and then uh, someone mentioned this one and i'm like okay i had originally downloaded uh, jane Eyre, which um i might great um, book read later but i ended up switching to to pride and prejudice and, and taking it from there and i think the other thing that made this one a lot more readable for me is that the first time i actually read it in print and the human ah. narrated version on C-Light is fantastic. The voices are done excellently. Um, you know, there's no sort of language barrier of, of the, the accents or anything. It's actually really well done. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, excellent. Well, thank you very much, Amir. We'll chat with you next month. And uh, maybe you'll have 10 books then that you have to scramble to pick from because they were all so good
2: hopefully not all romance next uh, time,
0: yeah so. <laughs> we'll see it is summer after all in june
2: okay indeed
0: Amir Khan joining us he's our audiobook room at the end of the month and the three books that we discussed uh from his picks today thank you for listening by julia whelan that perfect someone by Joanna Lindsay and pride and prejudice by jane austen we're uh back next week with our friends from the center for equitable library access karen and Teresa. and until then i'm ramia Amadan, the host of the show with technical producer nathreen abdel majid and uh we'll be back and until next time happy audiobook listening